0: Also acknowledged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just that I don't like standing on the stage. <laughs> Other
1: people are allowed to.
0: <laughs> and I, I'm, I, I'm only using the board because I, I can follow my notes. So. You mentioned the um, the NADOC. The, they're the NADOC National Awards. Um, each state also. Has their own awards, which are consistent with all the awards at the national level. So, Robert, myself, and I've invited Elliot Keane from the Baptist Churches SA, he's one of the leaders there, um, to come and join us tomorrow because they have two wards that sit together. It is the Premier's Award. Um, and it's a very honourable award to win as an Aboriginal person. And then sitting alongside that is uh, the state NADOC awards. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I think if you go on to the, the NADOC SA Facebook page, a little bit later you'll find out who won those awards. And we've had um, a number of people in our church that have won some of those most significant awards, and my wife has won the Premier's Award <laughs> for her work. Yeah. <laughs> As an Aboriginal doctor and um, the work she's done around the country. So um, it, it does give people an indication of the incredible amount of work that Aboriginal people do in South Australia. Um, we also... I, Think you're going to show the um, NADOC church service after? Maybe <laughs> the poster. Yeah. Oh, no, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to make reference to it. Is um, I think we're the only state in Australia where the NADOC week church service is on the calendar. Uh, so that's the first thing. And the second thing is that I, as a pastor of the Aboriginal Church, sit on the NAIDOC committee. Um, so it's a, it's a great honour that we have as a church in being able to do that. And so um, I, each year I try and invite those that we have connected with um, over the year. And Glen Osmond Baptist Church is an important church. Because each year you invite us back, <laughs> um, so each year, which means that you have a can have a special focus then back onto NADOC Week, and each year NADOC Week has a different theme, and so um, I'm going to um, just just read from the NADOC site because there's a reason why they have the theme. It's not just a theme for namesake, but it also, there's a reason why they have the theme. Um, the first thing I'll ask is does anyone know what NATO stands for? It's an acronym for something. So we know N stands for national. <laughs> Aboriginal, yeah. And then I is Islander. <laughs> and then day observance. Committee, so that's how it started off. So, if you ever hear NADOC, that's what it—that's what it means. And the theme for this year is: get up, get up, get up. <laughs> stand up, show up, show. Up. <laughs> show, up. show up. Yeah. Um So, <clears throat> NADOC Week is always an opportunity for us to celebrate um, what we do as an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander community. Um, And the National NAIDOC Committee explained how this year's theme reflects and acknowledges the hidden history of this country and the significant acts and achievements of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples in the fight for their rights. The NAIDOC National Committee stated, how this year's NAIDOC Week theme can be translated into action. Whether it's seeking proper environmental, cultural and heritage protections, constitutional change, a comprehensive process of truth-telling, working towards treaty or calling out racism, we must do it together. We must do it together. It's also time to celebrate the many who have been driven and led the charge in our communities over generations. They've been heroes and champions of charge, of equal rights and even basic human rights. You know, I, I talk to a lot of our young Aboriginal men and women and I say to them, the reason you have the rights today is because of what your parents and your grandparents and others in this country fought for. So don't let it slip by those opportunities. The the theme is about the desire to change the relationships between Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and non-Indigenous Australians to one that is based on justice and I see that word quite often in the songs and equity and the proper recognition of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's rights. So let's get up, stand up show up (laughs) and amplify our voices to bring about the much needed change and come together as one nation. Um, I think when we can slow down or when we can stop is when every one of us as equal rights and every one of us is treated equally within this country and we know we've still got a bit of work. We certainly have traveled a great journey um, together as Aboriginal Charles Torres Strait Islander and non-Indigenous people in this country, but we still have a little bit of work to go. Now the church, and I've quite often said this, we, we are the sleeping giant. We really are. You know, um, somehow we've been sort of pushed into the shadows as a church. But I think God is wanting to try and do something with us as his people is to arise, to let our light shine in this country. Uh, We have something very important to add to the integrity and the honesty and the truth within this country the church has it and we've got to recognise that so I thank you so much for the Glen Oswald Baptist Church in being able to at least recognise the importance of the church in coming and standing alongside us as Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and not just that but that we are your brothers and sisters in Christ Now that's a hard thing to work through because quite often our churches have their own problems <laughs> and their own difficulties in extending their love to one another. But I think that's our mandate, the church's mandate, and it's the command you know, um, if you are my disciples, then how will the world know who you are? By your love for one another. And really the wisdom for us is knowing how we can express that. That's the difficulty we have. In. And we need to ask God for wisdom in that. And we also need to ask each other, don't we? You know, I always, um, when someone comes to me and says, hey, my one of the fellows or one of the women in the church has offended me. And I say, well, why are you telling me? <laughs> to go and talk to them (laughs) and then you know we'll use the the biblical within the church and then see what happens (laughs) because if I get involved then it can further complicate issues and if you can sort it out yourself first then that's crucial and very important for us and I think one of the things that we haven't done very well as a church and as brothers and sisters in the Lord We haven't always handled offence very well. And so, um, and I reckon I use use this example um, about an offence that happened within our church when one of our um, Aboriginal men was called a a derogatory term by a non-Aboriginal person. And I said to the non-Aboriginal person, hey brother, that's not the right word you say to an Aboriginal person. And he said to me, oh, you're all so sensitive. Walked off, slammed one door, slammed another door, slammed his car door and screeched off out of the car park. For a week, he was sending me messages, calling me everything under the sun. But I knew, I knew that this man had a mental health problem. And I knew that whatever was going on, This mental health had got a hold of him. And after a week, I get a knock at my door and open the door, and he's sobbing his eyes out, sobbing his eyes out, and he said, I'm so sorry for what I said to you. And then I had to forgive him, and then I said, well, the second thing you have to do (laughs) is you have to go back to that group, and you have to apologise to that man, and you have to apologise to the whole group and he did that he came back to the church and he apologized and that man that average man and that that fellow became the best of friends so in the lord's work you know god can do his work in our hearts so cuz we we can be very stubborn we can be very set in our ways but god has a wonderful and encouraging way <laughs> of helping us Works through our difficulties. Um, I want to talk about the history of NAIDOC Week because it's important for us to know because the church had an important role in the beginning of NAIDOC Week. And there's an article that was written in the Eternity Magazine in 2014. And This is what it says. It says, what many don't realise is that it was Aboriginal Christians that started NADOC Week. Well, specifically, it was the initiative of an Aboriginal Christian by the name of William Cooper who asked the churches to start praying. Now, you know, um, churches will always say to me, and individuals will, will always come and say to me pastor what can I do what can I do and I say to them the starting point is pray pray now for you to pray though you're going to have to do a little bit of research <laughs> you're going to have to find out what you're going to pray about and I've always said to um, you know those who are interested in finding all, more about out, more about Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander that ignorance is no more an excuse, because there's just so much information that is written, like you did the acknowledgement, to country, um, which is we are on the land of the Kaurna people. There is so much information that is written about the Kaurna people and some of the struggles and challenges they have. And so um, once the sh- he wanted the churches to start praying for Aboriginal people on what would become known as Aborigines Sunday. Up until the 1960s, Australian Indigenous people were not Australian citizens, even though they were born in Australia. And their ancestors have for generations before white settlement. They weren't allowed to vote in many cases, and they certainly weren't counted in the census and had less rights than they than white Australians and um, from from my age I'm 62 this year but from year zero to seven I was not counted on the census so I was part of the flora and fauna and so um, in 1967 and I praise the Lord for this country in moving a uh, saying yes to a vote for one is the federal parliament to take responsibility for Aboriginal issues right around the country because there was just so much inconsistency. And the second thing is they also voted yes for Aboriginal people to be counted on the census. So in 1935, William Cooper, who found the Aboriginal League, drafted a petition to King George V asking for a special... Aboriginal electorates in the Australian Parliament. Cooper presented then Prime Minister Lyons with a proposed national policy for Aboriginals. This was rejected. When the request fell on deaf ears, he coordinated Aboriginal marches throughout the streets of Sydney and Melbourne on Australia Day 1936 calling the day of mourning. Cooper then sought sought help from his friends From where? The church. To establish Aboriginal Sunday to pray for the success of missions and the uplift of the Aboriginal people. It quickly caught on. The first Aboriginal Sunday was 28th of January 1940. Eventually, almost all churches had special prayers for the Aboriginal people on the Sunday before Australia Day. Maybe that's something we need to go back to, is to be able to say to the churches around this country, we need a day, we need a special day where the church can pray specifically for the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. That uh, Aboriginal Sunday down the track was shifted and now we have the full week of Nato Quick, I wanted to mention something about William Cooper, um, and this was this was an article written in the Sydney Morning Herald on December the thirteenth, two thousand and ten, and the the article read: Israelis honour Aboriginal activists who led pro- protests against the Holocaust. Fifteen descendants of the Aboriginal activist William Cooper were in Jerusalem yesterday for the announcement of a new academic chair at the Holocaust History Museum of Yad Vashem in honour of their forefather. Less than a month after, I think it's Kristallnacht, the night of ransacking of Jewish shops and homes across Germany, Mr Cooper led a march from his home and the Melbourne suburb of Footscray to the German consulate to denounce the cruel persecutions of the Jewish people by the Nazi go- or the government of Germany. German officials in Australia refused to accept the written denunciation from Mr Cooper after the march on December 6, 1938. But 72 years later, his actions are being acknowledged with a professor- professorship for the study of resistance during the Holocaust. Why I read that is because quite often people misinterpret our actions in wanting the church to respond to the needs of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in this country. We also, that, that is not our only mandate. We also look at uh, everyone in this country whose rights and um, they've been violated or that we as a country need to respond to their needs because we have to travel together as one in this country. So it's not that we've always said well that's all we care about as Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander people as Christians, Aboriginal Christians we care about everyone. you that verse up there Proverbs 31 verses 8 to 9 and it says open your mouth for the speechless in the cause of all who are appointed to die open your mouth judge righteously and plead the cause of the poor and needy and a little statement I want to make is justice the work of justice begins with prayer It really does begin with prayer. And as we seek justice on behalf of others, we rely also on an amazing God, an amazing God, to help us do what is only possible with and through him. And I think that's why the church is a sleeping giant because we have the creator of the heavens and the earth to help us, (laughs) because we can't do it by ourselves. We can't do it in our own strength. So we not only have each other, we also have this amazing God of ours. And I had a a situation within the last couple of weeks where I had no idea what I was going to do. And now as a leader within the church or a leader within the community, people have this... Huge expectation on you that you'll know what to do, Pastor. (laughs) You'll give us the right advice. You'll come in and you'll sort it all out. But uh, one thing I've learnt in Aboriginal community and community in general is blood is thicker than water. And if you do the wrong thing, you can get all that family turned against you. And so I said to the family and I spoke to the elders... Because elders still, we still have a, an important place in our culture and within our families. I said to them, "Well, you, only have, you can only do one thing, you not Pray <laughs> and ask God to uh, uh, to help you work out what to do." And then they came back. Um, one of the elders rang me up at 11:30 at night. <laughs> I thought she was fast asleep. I think, "What are you doing?" Now? <laughs> But a real urgent matter, you know. And she said, I want to thank you for giving us instruction about what to do. And all I said was just (laughs) pray. Quite often it's that simple, eh? It's that simple. Sometimes we overcomplicate everything and then we try and work out everything within our own minds of what we do and what we shouldn't do. But the thing we should do is get down and pray in relation to justice i think we have to pray for all the people involved in seeking justice it's uh, firstly the people who experienced the injustice we pray for the people who cause the injustice and we pray for the people who have the power to change Situation and then we also pray for one another. And I want to end off with this prayer, and it was written by a group of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Christians in Queensland in 1997. and it sort of pulls together everything that I was trying to say this morning. and it says, "Holy Father, God of love." You are the creator of all things. We acknowledge the pain and shame of our history and the suffering of our people and we ask you for forgiveness. We thank you for the survival of Indigenous culture. Our hope is in you because you gave your son Jesus to reconcile the world to you. We pray for your strength and grace to forgive, accept and love one another as you love us and forgive and accept us in the sacrifice of your son. Give us the courage to accept the realities of our history so that we may build a better future for our nation. Teach us to respect all cultures. Teach us to care for our land and waters. Help us to share justly the resources of this land. Help us to bring about spiritual and social change to improve the quality of life for all our groups in our communities, especially the disadvantaged. Help young people find true dignity and self esteem by your spirit. May your power and your love be the foundation on which we build our families, our communities and our nation through Jesus Christ Our Lord, amen. Now, you can download that prayer. um, And I might just send the (laughs) little link to it. But I'll give you a a bit of a warning. (laughs) Um, Is when you start praying, God will start moving. And he will most probably move in ways that will surprise even you and I. And who knows, he might ask you to get up, stand up, and show up. Amen? Thank you.